0: Well, we're back again, the United Way. This is episode 27, the Mikhail Sylvester episode. And as you can tell by the tone of my voice united have gone and lost a game on the weekend normal service resumed i'm al Thorne and i'm joined by
1: Damian Broderick, all the way from london so as you can see the it's so funny on the screen the cameras which is over to an empty chair it's kind of sad uh, it kind of reflects our emotions about united right now empty
0: <laughs> yeah it's 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 pure um, pure emptiness So, before, before we get into the game,
1: um, Derek has sent across a snag list. Is yes. that right, Al?
0: Yes, Derek so by Finnegan. All means
1: run, run through. Uh,
0: but, by the way, as well, we, obviously, we usually um, release the episodes on the Tuesday. We couldn't. Um, so, Derek, don't worry. Uh, you're, this will be all read out on the Wednesday. So, yes, 100%. This is a tweet from Derek Finnegan, who went to Old Trafford on the weekend with his son um, to watch that absolute dowry Right. so I'm sorry you had to experience that Derek um, right
1: well as at least he didn't go to the Bahamut game and get slapped 3-0 but whatever <laughs>
0: <laughs> at impressionist dial at Broderick Damien at Mr. David Hammond as promised here's my Old Trafford snag list from today number one the ball in Sir Matt Busby's hand looks flat brackets <laughs> and the statue looks like Clive James
1: I <laughs> saw this, song, this a class. Uh
0: this is a second picture of a bucket near the fencing I think at the, on the ground. Uh, number 2 that bucket wasn't left there for nothing.
1: Um it's not it's not a, it's not a donation collection bucket, you know.
0: <laughs> this is a a picture of a hole in the in, on the ground. Uh, that random hole got slightly bigger when Maguire scored and the stadium shook. Um, number four, the font used for the seating um, for AA and BB signs is Times New Roman. A font from a bygone era, and I'd have to agree with him on that. Do you know what?
1: I'm, I'm not going to agree with him there. I love Times Roman. That is a god tier font. What does he want it in Comic Sans? Well, do you know what? If it was in Comic Sans, it would probably suit the state of the club a bit
0: more. <laughs> I like Bebas do you know that? Bebas, one? Bebas. Bebas. Yeah. Helvetica, yeah. Be- Bebas, um, number five. The roof of the Munich tunnel is crumbling. Um, number six. There's a crack on the. Oh, crack on the surface. Uh, he says that crack is like a workman's arse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's gone in like a like a surveyor. <laughs> uh,
0: so he he's got out his,
1: his his level and he everything.
0: sent this the following day and then number seven is the statue of the Holy Trinity. Dennis, a birthday boy today, along with Pat Crerand, has bird shit on him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, if you want to check out that tweet, Derek Finnegan at at <coughs> Finaldo on Twitter. Um, he uh, he you sent across a few things. Yeah, he's a. His Twitter check. is
1: actually God tier. Oh, I don't know how he's not got more followers
0: he deserves more followers he's so funny yeah it's so class. so funny like he yeah Oh, he said as well it's towards, it's towards class. just I'll we'll read out another tweet um, he sent to us on the football front Rashford was non-existent and Dallow's last 10 minutes were absolutely diabolical nobody played well it was our first loss at an Old Trafford match uh, him and his son um, but the 10 minutes from 85 to 95 were phenomenal as the place was rocking yeah, so let's delve into that. <clears throat> yeah, loser. I think Dave might be able to check up the
1: stats there on this, because remember the last episode when I was actually in studio, I think, well, um, was the, the Luton game that we had won, and I had mentioned that we hadn't lost the game in February since the to- 2014 or some crazy stat like that, but well, that's obviously now done and dusted, following have beating us in February.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, at Old Trafford as well, mind you. Um Now, I didn't get to watch the game because uh, although I now live in the United Kingdom, I do have to be a little bit careful on what Paul would decide to watch the games in. Yes. Because I don't want to get...
0: Congratulations on that move, by the way.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, It's all going very well. Um, The train tickets from London to Manchester... Are absolutely extortion. it would oh. actually be cheaper <laughs> flying. To, it'd actually be cheaper to fly from here to Barcelona and watch the game in a pub in Barcelona. You one hundred percent. Then, then getting the train from London to About Manchester. About one hundred and
0: twenty pounds, I'd say. Is it? <laughs> yeah, and that's like a standard
1: econ- like economy ticket or whatever. Like, um, it's madness. It's it's madness. But um, watched extended highlights of of the game and, and just kind of rewatch them then again before coming on air. And I just have to say, Lindelof at left back is a joke. It's
0: a joke, isn't it? Um, oh, it is an actual
1: joke. It's inferior. I, I would almost rather playing three at the back than play him at left back. Hmm. Um, he's like, there's a, um, an instant in, in the game where the, he kind of, the, the striker backs into him and he literally gets turned on a sixpence inside his own box. Yeah. It's, it, it's it's diabolical And it's not sustainable And it can't work And we will lose games As long as he's playing left back And if Casemiro Is allowed to Roam the pitch freely uh, We will continue To concede goals Like yeah. um, Is it Oobi or whatever Who scored the winner Early on in the game He probably should have <clears> Put them one up Because there's a massive gap In the middle of the pitch Left by Casemiro Moynihan was scrambling to get back, yeah. and uh, there's a great run that goes across Varane, which forces Varane to go with the runner, which fucking opens up the defense like fucking Moses and the fucking River Nile, and it's a miracle that we didn't go one down then. It's the deliberate.
0: I um, uh, uh, think Carragher, um, he touched upon it yes uh, last night on Monday night football. <clears throat> it's the, the deliberate spacing. Uh, yeah. that that they leave they leave so much space for uh, the opposition's midfield to literally carve us apart like a knife mm. like a, like a knife with butter that hasn't been in the fridge for 2 days it is absolutely diabolical um and how w- why that coaching and tactic is the, the, you know they persist with that it's beyond me i don't i don't know why um yeah, it's it's absolutely shocking. And it's just amazing as well the difference it makes when um a few personnel are left out of that team. And uh, there's a lot of pressure on Ten Hag after this result. A lot of pressure on him. Um and I've mentioned it before. I'm you know, I I really want Ten Hag to succeed. I really mm-hmm. um I was really hopeful when he came in last season. But is he kind of um the last kind of product of that, you know, the old era of the, you know, the, the the former board at Manchester United, is he a product of that now? Is he not in, you know, the the plans with Ratcliffe and Ineos going forward? I don't think he is. I don't think Ratcliffe has um, given them a seal of approval in any of his interviews. It seems as if
1: no, definitely. That- Definitely not. And I think the other yeah. thing is like he's not doing himself any favours. I know there's injuries that go against them or whatever, but you need to be more pragmatic in your approach then. Um Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there there needs to be a case where you tell Casemiro, mate, if you are not disciplined enough to fucking sit there in front of your back four, you're not gonna play. Yeah. Like it's it's just that simple. <clears throat> I, I um, do, yeah. and it's... yeah, I, I think he's not doing himself any favors. The new owners are obviously not going to throw all their eggs into that one basket. They're not going to pump loads of finances behind this guy and let him buy players that he wants hmm. um, and then sack them. And then a manager comes in and then he has a load of players that we paid big money for that are on decent wage that he doesn't want and doesn't fit the new manager system. And yeah. frankly, there's been some sign which we've mentioned before. Anthony is a prime example. Mason Mount question marks about that. Do you actually trust the manager to go out and actually spend a couple of hundred million on on players? Because okay, um, the best products that Ten Hag probably has at his disposal now is Martinez and the youth that he's brought through. Yeah. Because realistically, uh, maybe Hoyland you now that he's that he's fired, and I know you know he's picked up a, a slight injury and hopefully be back for that City game. But out of how many signings has he actually made? Six.
0: 6 signings yeah so um, Anthony Martinez Casemiro Mount Malasia Onana Baye Hyland Hyland um, there.
1: Highland. Highland. Highland.
0: um Highland looks to be you know so, up, so up, about, if, eight if, if, yeah. about 8 signings
1: about 8 signings and only 2 of them actually work yeah like that's not a good return on investment let's be realistic here and the best Pollocks that he's actually brought through are probably Garnacho and Moyeno. Well, I think Malacia. Um, and there you
0: I think Malacia, who's an absolute mystery at the moment, but when he played last season, I thought he was a solid enough signing and good. Cover I thought there was glimpses Shaw. there. Yeah, he's he's definitely and, and, not. He doesn't bring he doesn't um, bring much. He doesn't bring much to the table going forward. Defensively, he's very solid, but he just doesn't have that um, that extra. Um, X factor, you could say that Luke Shaw brings to the team when he's playing. Mm. But another issue is with Luke Shaw; he's injured again, and it breaks my heart saying this because I'm a very, I'm, I'm a, I'm an admirer of You're Luke Shaw. You're probably Luke Shaw's biggest fan. Oh yeah, but I think we should. I think not move on essentially, needs, but bring in someone equally as good as needs
1: him. To, Yeah, there needs to be an eye on that horizon there. If this guy can't stay fit, it we're not going to challenge for major trophies if we could like let's be realistic in the, in the modern game now fullbacks are, are more important than they've ever been yeah they are than they've, than they've ever been if you look at that that Liverpool side that, that won the league they would not have won that league if Robinson and Trent weren't playing the way no, they were playing absolutely they not. wore like, they wore the, the linchpin in that entire Liverpool team going forward okay yeah you had that relentless pressing and Mane was you know Unbelievable, like that, and then we saw how evident that was when Mane left, mm. and we also saw the impact that Van Dijk has when Van Dijk was injured, and now you can also see the impact now when Van Dijk is starting to creep up to those levels again. Yeah, you can st- really start to see Liverpool ticking, but we ca- we cannot challenge for major trophies if we do not have. I don't want to say world class fullbacks, but if we don't have fullbacks that are at least some of the best in the league, yeah. it's it's not possible. Like, and um, and we can't be like pigeonholing our third slash fourth choice centre back into left back. Yeah, when our when our fourth choice is, is is out, that that's just it's just not possible. Like it, it's just not.
0: Well, well um, I I think um, what frustrates me more, you talk about Liverpool. What frustrates me about what Ten Hike stated there a month or two ago is that he said. He can't, he can't get this team playing the Ajax way. And he also said, I think uh, p- people mentioned the Ajax comment, but he, he said just recently, maybe a few weeks ago, he said, I need my full team, my first 11, to play to the style stroke identity uh, that I want Man United to play. That is inexcusable because that whole ethos should be for every player that plays in that team and whether you need to alter, well, alternate the team or not look at Liverpool I hate using I was, them as an example I was
1: literally, I was literally about to say right yeah. because the difference is between say Liverpool versus City or Chelsea right? City and Chelsea have obviously spent major money and Chelsea are a bit of an anomaly because they've spent that money but they're still shit yeah. um, but Pep Guardiola has zero injury worries zero Because if if any key, if any key player, maybe with the exception of Rodri or De Bruyne, if any key player gets injured, they don't really. um, There's not much of a hiccup, realistically. Like, yeah, There's, there's just not like. And okay, yes, Ten Hag does not have that same level of squad that same backing from the board to to bolster a squad in that way we also don't have the infrastructure to attract players that are willing to be second and towards string like they signed jack Grealish for a hundred million and he's a rotation player like (laughs) how how many how many players are going to come to a club for that sort of money and be happy being a rotation player and that's because of like, United had it in the 90s and in the early 90s, yeah. where you are coming to United and you are, in your mentality, in your brain, the price that you that you went for, or how much money you were on, none of that mattered, you are going to the club to be part of something bigger, to be part of something bigger than yourself and to compete for the best trophies every single year, year on year and that's what City have cultivated as much as it fucking kills me to say it, right? Yeah. And then what Liverpool have on the other side of that, which is absolutely evident than what they've done in the Caribbean Cup Final where they played kids that had like single digit senior appearances in a Cup Final against Chelsea and and won the fucking thing okay yeah Van Dijk was the person that stepped up and and scored but like let's be realistic here they played kids
0: yeah and Chelsea played kids I mean Chelsea were absolutely disgraceful not being able to put away those chances in the final few minutes of, of normal time like Gallagher the amount of chances he missed—it was just, yeah. It's frustrating. Um, I'm looking at Liverpool now, and it's just pure jealousy. And I just think to myself, I, 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 even with Klopp leaving, and I know a lot of you know rival fans are um, excited at the prospect with Liverpool not being the man, uh, Klopp not being the manager of Liverpool next season. I genuinely don't think the. I don't think the momentum is going to come to an abrupt end well, for the next what, season. Do you know
1: what? I'll give I'll give Klopp a lot of credit for right. I mean, I never ever ever speak badly of Sir Alex right. But when Sir Alex retired, he left the squad in an awful way for Moyes to take over. Yeah. It was aging. It was, it was certain players were coming into retirement. Um, I think Rooney and Carrick were pretty much the only two that really were able to stay on to any sort of longevity. I think both of them played on that Hal. Yeah. What Klopp done in the Carabao Cup final was to show the footballing world that he's leaving Liverpool in a much better state than it was when he picked it up. Yeah. And um, and what he's also done is he's actually shown certain managers like we talked about Xabi Alonso and I talked about. Do Liverpool have the finances to go into the market and buy the players to play Alonso's way? I think Klopp, rather than send fucking videotapes over to fucking Leverkusen and say, "Here, Alonso, look what we have," he's just put it out for the world. Yeah. To say this is the this is the project that you can that you can have all of this unbelievably young talent, like yeah. <clears throat> It's yeah, je- jealousy is is no massively is so definitely a strong word. massively, look. Can, like, can, can um, I give you a
0: bit of positive news? Um, just at the uh, the WhatsApp group that I'm in, the Neville wears Prada, um <coughs> tweet. It's the yeah, it's the United Man United WhatsApp group. I got to add you in, by the way, Damien. <laughs> yeah. Got to add you in. This is a long one now, but this is from the the Swedish Rumble on um, Twitter, which is fairly reliable when it comes to. United's finances so apparently we have 290 million pounds enabled spending uh, this summer in the transfer window um and that's you know we're going to be selling a lot, a lot of players as well so we're going to be you know they're going to make a fair few quid in selling players well hopefully <laughs>
1: Oh, I don't um, know about that I mean this is our, just our selling our selling ability is absolutely dog,
0: dog show, but it might it might be better with Ineos. Um, I know this is what he what he said he or she said. Um, I know many will be fairly surprised by the mu. How dare F- you
1: assume their gender?
0: <laughs> what they said. What they said. <laughs> Your Alfares getting cancelled? Here
1: <laughs> to hear force, lads.
0: <laughs> I know many will be fairly surprised by the mufc figure, which is quite high. How is that possible? I have broken it down in detail in other posts but in short a club is in relation to two of the three rules measured on a three year basis what Man United can spend this summer is not impacted anymore by the 21-22 season season which is the worst season ever financially for the club. With a £112 million football loss after deductions and uh, APP app uh, £76 million after Covid relief, this means that MUFC could only have a deficit of a total of appropriate, yeah, 29 million during twenty twenty two, twenty three, 23 and 23-24. Simple math is that if Man United only have a 20 mil, 29 million d- deficit during the 22-23 and 23-24 season, the club can make a 76 million loss again in 24-25 in relation to the Premier League's financial fair play rule. Instead, United will be limited by UEFA squad squad cost rule going forward, even if United has signed Casemiro and Anthony to expensive contracts. The money cut from the wage bill since the end of the 21-22 season is impressive, with Ronaldo, Pogba, De Gea, Cavani, Matic, Fred, Bai, Mata, Tellez, Lingard and Phil Jones, among others, leaving. New signings like Hoyland and Onana are on fairly cheap contracts. Uh, On the... Amortization side of things, hope I pronounced that correctly. Martial and Varane's contracts are coming off the books. Overall, this leaves Man United in a very good financial fair play position going into the 24 25 season. With player sales, cash flow will probably limit new signings rather than financial fair play. So mm. that's promising. And I think there is going to be a lot of outgoings in the summer.
1: Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, like I love, I love Casemiro. Right, but I do too. It's, it's 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 time. It's it's time to move on.
0: Yeah, I I I'd rather um, maybe keep Varane, but it looks I think, I think honest, his contract honestly, is up as well.
1: Yeah, on, honestly, I um, I think I think the average age of the squad needs to come down a bit. Plus, Poss- yeah, yeah. Um, I th- I think this idea. Um, if you look back, um, it, pr- it probably started right as the glaciers came in. Like we looked at this mm. before, um, you know, like it, it, it started to happen on that Friggs, and I think, um, we I think we looked at it up didn't it? Larson wasn't the force, I think, and Lauren Blanc wasn't really. Larson might have been the force. Lauren Blanc wasn't the force, but then, you know, as the manager changeover happened, we had Falcao, and then we had Cavani, and then Ronaldo came in, and then um, Casemiro um varan
0: yeah
1: fucking Johnny Evans do you know what I mean uh this idea of buying veterans and putting them on big contracts needs to be a thing of the past.
0: Mm. Um, well speaking of which I, there, there na, is a rumor that we're interested na, in Ross Barkley. But <laughs> oh, you could get him why on very he, spun? he, he, he could but get him on like, a free but, but why but you get him on thirty grand a week that's that's just uh, listen it's shrewd as, as cover he'd be better covered than Ericsson he's been decent for Luton and I think as well if you're looking at centre-backs two centre-backs in the summer if Varane is to leave Brantwaite off Everton and Todibo off uh, Nice Todibo mm. you know that's, that's, that's the easiest smoothest deal you can get because he plays for Nice Brantwaite I'd say Everton would be looking for a fair few quid for him but I think he's worth he's worth a few, Bob. I think he's going to be one of the top centre backs in Europe. He's already he's already pulling mm. up like fantastic stats for everything. Um outgoings. I mean, you talked about Lindelof earlier on playing at left back. He has to go. Yeah. He's he's not Absolutely. even decent cover at centre back. He puts in a good well, shift he, he, for he, three he, or four games and he, then he goes off the boil even then mate like
1: if if we sign if we sign one if we sign one top centre back, mm. the partner Martinez, Maguire becomes your backup. Yeah. And Maguire is a much, much, much better backup than Buran. um than Baran is yeah. Baran is or Lindelof. I agree. Like boy boy a country mile.
0: I agree.
1: Um I think starting from the back forward, I think the keepers are fine. I think Anana had a good game against Fulham. They made some good saves, mm. important saves. That it wouldn't have been two one without him. Let's be realistic yeah. here. Um, I think the right back situation is yes, we do need a better right back, but it is not a priority right now. A centre back is absolutely a priority to go next to Martinez. Yeah. Um, I know I wouldn't consider Martinez injury prone by any means I think this season is a little bit of an anomaly I think he's picked up a rough injury yeah, and then he's obviously easy. probably came back a little bit too quick because we obviously needed him and he was he obviously felt that the team needed him I think we probably rushed him back a bit yeah. and now we've aggravated it again um, I think left back needs to be looked at if Malassia can't stay fit and if Luke Shaw can't stay fit left back needs to be needs to be addressed Um so in that back four then Lindelof and Varane both gone. Yeah. Um and then a conversation needs to be had about Malassia. Um whether it is a case of you know, his his fitness is too much of an issue when you just ship them on. Mm. Into I the think midfield, Ericsson, Ericsson gone. Yeah. Ericsson gone, Casemiro gone. Um like, you know, I know Mount is injured and we haven't really seen much of him. I think he's a good footballer, but we, just, we, we say it so much on this podcast, we just don't know how, when, where he's going to be deployed. Is it a case of like a Koi Habits team with Arteta where it's just a little bit of tweaking and then suddenly mm. you unlock him? I don't know. Um, we talked about playing him on the right wing. You're not going to displace Garnacho now. If no, Rashford is firing no. on the left and Garnasho's on the right, you're not going to drop Garnacho for Mount because they offer you two very different things. Well, I think a,
0: a massive so, discussion um, needs to be had about Rashford.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. With so, Mbappe going, going to Madrid now, front,
0: really. huh? With Mbappe going to Madrid, I think. I think. I honestly do
1: think um, PSG will probably go big. In, in my opinion, if I was PSG, I would be going big for Salah, and yeah. I would go. I would go in. I would go for Rashford and Salah if I was PSG. Mm. Um. And then yeah, like I don't know, like it doesn't really solve our, you know, it's problems too much. And then you get Rashford, who's like, I mean, th- just that clip of Ross Barkley spinning him like a top. Well, I mean, you say he's spinning him like a top against Leon, like the guy just wasn't even fucking trying. No, it's pathetic. Um, so yeah, I think if Rashford goes, and we talked about it before on this like it is Rashford the last of that kind of toxic mentality that was being cultivated through the club when we had Pogba and Lingard and
0: seen Sancho from um, Dortmund lately
1: and, no <laughs> I, I refuse to watch that fucking EA Sports <laughs> e. player
0: mate like you know I know Ten Hag's getting a lot of flack but he was um, definitely proved his, his comments were, were proven right um, with the way he's playing at Dortmund at the moment Sancho but no, like no nobody has
1: ever questioned how good a footballer Sancho is. Like, not one time has anybody ever questioned this kid's ability. Yeah. Or questioning his fucking attitude. That's the issue. Yeah. So ob- obviously Dortmund have a way of managing this kid. Yeah. Um uh, look like, wh- whoever it is at, at Dortmund that's that's babysitting this boy is obviously doing a fucking unbelievable job and probably needs a, a pay raise. Yeah. Um because there was obviously issues at City and we we have issues as as we had issues as well. And then and Dortmund, he was fine at Dortmund and now he's fine at Dortmund again. So whoever at Dortmund is looking after this kid, hats off to you, Look, like, like, credit to you. Yeah. Um but yeah. I, I don't know, look I don't think he's proved the manager wrong. If anything, he's just proved everybody else's like um you know opinions right the fact that like nobody's questioned how good of a football you are or else is yeah. questioning that you have an actual problem yeah I'd so just... here's
0: another question for you do you think Harry Kane's cursed oh god I feel so sorry for him
1: now I've seen this on Twitter right about Harry Kane being cursed <clears throat> is Harry Kane cursed or is Thomas Tuchel the biggest myth in football management ever <laughs> he might be he might be I'm, tell- I'm telling you now that guy won a champion- he won a Champions League before going to Chelsea right That's that's how he got the Chelsea job. Um, Who who did he win the Champions League
0: with? He won the the Champions League. That's what got him the Chelsea job, wasn't he? He won the Champions League with... Who? Tuchel? Yeah. He won the Champions League with Chelsea in 2021. Yeah, right. So, who was he... He was with Dortmund before Chelsea, wasn't he? He was with... Is that where he was? No, he was with PSG. He got to the Champions League final... With PSG, With PSG, the the year before against Bayern Munich, Kingsley Coman yeah. got the winner for Bayern. Um, yeah, right. Really? This this
1: guy is the is the biggest myth in football.
0: I'm telling you now. Yeah. I think like, he is the as fact well. that
1: he has convinced people that he is a top top elite manager is the biggest finesse ever. And Thomas, my hats off to you, bro. Fair play to you. You yeah. finesse the whole football world into giving you a career and paying you mad money, and you've only managed massive clubs. So fair play to you, bro. I don't know how you've done it, but credit where credit is, Jim.
0: I just want to. I just want to. One on one final point, just before we wrap up. There's a lot of rumblings about Ten Hag's position at the moment, and we've spoken about that. Mm. What I want to speak about is what is what what do Ineos see? What is their vision? I have heard that they're very very (coughs) fond of Graham Potter. Um. (coughs) <coughs> and Excuse I think me, I? well I think they're very fond of him because of how well he worked under the, the Brighton structure and that the Chelsea well, we don't have Brighton structure was, uh, well that's what they want to create for an incoming manager <sighs> but I thought of something crazy <sighs> yesterday I did go think on. of something crazy and people are Bring really back. close go on how would, how would Ole Gunnar Solskjaer work under under, In- In- under In- any on In- and, and, and a and a proper structure. Yeah, well, you know what, right? If they're, um, if they're not sold on Ten Hag, because it doesn't seem like they are.
1: Le- Agreed, right? But let's be let's be realistic here, right? The United fan base do not deserve all you gonna sell Shaw back. They don't, right? They absolutely lynched this guy. They hung him out to dry. A club the, legend, Pogba and Martial as well. That's
0: all they are, <clears throat> Damien. I honestly, right.
1: <laughs> this is what I mean this guy you've seen it in his final interview when he's crying mm. uh, like you know like I I wouldn't wish the toxic like that toxic environment I wouldn't wish it on Solstar. he's too nice of a man I don't even know him he's probably horrible <laughs> but I'm going to go out there and say that he's not right because he doesn't seem like it um, we don't deserve all you back we don't I think do you know what right what is, what is really promising right is think of how Jose spoke about United and how bad it was and how much of an accomplishment it was for him to finish second with the club, right? Yeah. All this sort of stuff that he said, right? And now, all of a sudden, Ineos have come in, right? And obviously, these people, you know, have their own WhatsApp groups. They all talk to each other. They're all very industry close, right? Mm. And all of a sudden, then, Mourinho was talking about, like, how much he loved being at United and how he'd, like, you know, he'd go back there if he yeah. had a chance, all this sort of stuff. So, obviously, there's... Talk within the industry of the project at United, and it's obviously somewhat lucrative to to certain people. Yeah. Um.
0: My issue is who's actually out there that that you're going to attract? I know. I know. Like an elite manager. I I see a lot of fans on Twitter um, fawning over Nagelsmann, and I'm not sold on him whatsoever.
1: Do you know what? Right, really? I'm going to put it this way: really. any manager that fails to win a Bundesliga or a Champions League with Bayern has absolutely no place at Manchester
0: United.
1: Mm. I'm just going to put it out there, straight, straight up. Yeah. If you are not getting Bayern Munich to a Champions League <laughs> final, like you're, a, you're a joke.
0: Yeah.
1: Right, and it's <laughs> the same with like with um, Poch at PSG. Like, look at that team that Pochettino had at PSG. Like, that's a Actual joke, do you know what I mean? And he bottled. I think he actually bottled the league. Yeah, that win the Champions League. Do you know what I mean? Like, bottled and it's it, the same with the Carabao
0: same- Cup as well on Sunday the blue, yeah, the blue billion pound bottle jobs what a line Peter Drury who's <laughs> yeah. so jealous of Gary Neville when he said
1: I oh, know yeah and then
0: you see him absolutely
1: waffling on he turned into Shakespeare for about 40 minutes then trying to get his title back. <laughs> that boy, that boy boils my piss man I swear to God he's so annoying <laughs> do you know what the thing is right he got that rack, he got that Ronaldo line so well you know the boy from Madeira returns to you know blah blah and left that got the boy him the came job. back a man yeah. all this sort of stuff right he absolutely nailed that, right? And then the whole internet jumped on this guy and basically said, mate, you're fucking Shakespeare, you're God's gift to football. And now he's just lost the plot. He's just going he's off gone the nuts, deep end yeah, on he's it. Go, it's he's so nuts. fucking annoying. He's, he's playing he off, it. drives me mad.
0: <laughs> I'm, do you know who it's, I miss? Clyde Tiddlesley. He was fantastic. Clyde Tiddlesley on ITV. Do you know what? I'm going to get cancelled for this. You know who I
1: miss, right? Because this is pure nostalgia now because we, we talk about this being the nostalgia way all the time. Andy Gray bro.
0: Andy Gray. Yeah. Well, Andy Gray as you know as as the co-commentator he he, he had a lot of insight. I thought oh, he yeah. was, he was entertaining him him and Martin Tyler That like they, they were they were, they 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 were, were the duo. Yeah.
1: They were they were absolutely brilliant. The issue is they just didn't know how to keep their mouth shut around fucking women, right? And not be horrible bastards, right? Well, I I Andy, I, can't.
0: Andy Gray yeah and and, and, he, and he was deserved to let go, but I think Mm. Judging on him performance wise as a commentator, I thought he did a very good job for Sky Sports. Richard Keys is another thing. I think he's a rotten, rotten man, um, a mm. bitter, rotten man. Uh, I'd rather not get in because he's just yeah.
1: I haven't yeah, heard nice things about. Him.
0: I haven't heard nice things about him. He's a rotten person.
1: Yeah, but um, yeah. On on that note, we'll wrap up as a short episode uh, this week. I have to go get dressed that's not a hoodie and uh bottoms. I'm going to go put on a suit now because I have a meeting uh, now at one o'clock and it takes me about an hour to get from East London into the central London because London is fucking huge. Um, so big. But on that note, on that note, next week, 28. Who? What,
0: what player, 28? Alexander Butner.
1: <laughs> oh my God, I was just about to say this. I had this argument with someone on Twitter, right? They had like an all-time... Um, Premier League midfielders <laughs> thing, right? And now I got wrapping up. but I just need to uh, put this in yeah, here, right? Yeah. And he he called Juan Mata the poor man's David Silva, and on that note I almost lost my shit. I almost jumped through me phone. The actual disrespect to Juan Mata that is right. Now, now no disrespect to David Silva, unbelievable player, but the call Juan Mata a poor man's David Silva is borderline blasphemy. Let's be real here, right? Well, oh, do you think Mata's better than Silva?
0: I don't think he's better but no. I don't think Matt is a poor man. I, you, I think Matt is his own his own player. Hundred percent. He's his own player. Yeah, absolutely. he's not a poor man's David Silva? yeah. Not
1: like, right.
0: <clears throat> but he went on.
1: I I commented on it basically saying like the second you called Juan Mata a poor man's David Silva, this whole video was dusted, right? And he commented back saying David, David Silva won fucking this with City and one player of the year, X amount the years, and I was like. Yeah, and Juan Mata won like, player of the year at Chelsea the year they basically de- decimated the entire league. So what, like mm. Do you know what I mean? And then he started going, like, start going off on some mad bleeding tangent about it being in his opinion. And it's just like, look, Peter Crouch has more Premier League assists than Paul Scholes, but I know what little ginger I want in my midfield. Alexander Boutner <laughs> has more Premier League medals than Steven Gerrard, yeah, but does. I still know what player I want in my team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. True Right Let's be fucking real here Right So the actual disrespect To Juan Mata, I just could not I, I could not let slide Yeah
0: right?
1: I, I couldn't let it go Juan If you ever watch this You are One of my favourite players
0: You deserved and more At our club deserved you, you a lot deserved, more
1: Yeah absolutely Oh my god I deserved so much more from, from you know It took pay cuts To stay at the club As long as you could Yeah Constantly played out of position Never whinge Never moaned Ultimate professional and actually, on that note, before we wrap this up, remember to like, rate, and follow this podcast on Spotify. And then after you do all that, head over to Juan Matta's website and go to his blog and scroll back. He used to do, he did, I'm he used sure to do he still blogs. does it, but at United, at he used to do a weekly blog mm. and break it down. It's unbelievable. And I've never seen any other player do it. So if you want some really good football reading, uh, that's absolutely Ryan content I yeah, we dude. just found A new replacement For Peter Drury It was beautiful Damien yeah, yeah. yeah There
0: you go Absolutely I'd, Peter go. Drury I'd knock out.
1: him out <laughs> <laughs> I'd knock
0: him out <laughs> No he's, he's not he's... I'd fight Peter Drury as well. <laughs> No no He's a lot more mellow <laughs> London has mellowed him he's not, He doesn't want to fight anyone <laughs> This week He's He's happy Damien He's happy
1: <laughs> yeah, well, do you know what it is—it's kind of didn't have to look at John McGinn's face for ninety minutes. That's why,
0: unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to fight Richard Keys. So,
1: <laughs> well, do you know, what? I reckon we just do like a triple threat match or a Royal Rumble or something. We just pick no, me and you all are the Players team. that we don't like to look at. Yeah, we we, we Peter Jory is coming in last though.
0: We don't do triple threats or fatal four ways. Me and you are a team, you know. Tag teams, you will. Oh yeah,
1: like Scotty 2 Hotty and uh, Grandmaster what is his Sexy. Planners,
0: yeah, baby. <laughs> he actually oh, passed away. He was Jerry. Do you know he was Jerry Lawler's son? No way. Grandmaster. Yeah. You look back I, if you watch yes. video, you say, "Oh, yeah, I can see the resemblance."
1: Like, you know John, I can't do with a warm but I and do a swan song. I think me so and you, me and you, are
0: Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. We're, we're the Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler of uh, of Man United football fans. You reckon? King and Jr. Yeah, we are one hundred percent. God Almighty. <laughs> <Yeah>, oh, <Marty. laughs> Yeah. No, this, my God, don't do it! This is sick. There's too many injuries. God damn it! Somebody stop this! Somebody get Oiling back! God damn it! Somebody get man. Martinez oh back! He shapes the whole goddamn team.
1: We should just do a whole episode on that, like All
0: oh, we're a cowboy hat. Huh? Yeah. we good. Yeah,
1: right. Oh, can we get headphones to have them wake? Oh headphones yeah. Oh yeah. In the front. Yeah.
0: Oh, son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> oh here do you know what the funny thing is right before we round up I am. I know we go on tangents on this there was a bloke on the underground the other day and he had um, an Xbox headset controller with the mic thing connected to his <laughs> phone and he was using it as hands free <laughs> uh,
0: What? Well, that's great you, you, you see some characters on that tube every day I tell you that. <laughs> oh mate it
1: is it's unreal it's unreal. It is unreal that could be a whole Twitter page on its own anyways folks I am going to be late For my meeting So we will wrap it up Wrap there. It up. Um, And will be Congratulations back. again On the BAFTAs
0: Thank you brother
1: Congratulations um, on the move And Next week um, I am back in Dublin March 2nd Till 5th So I will be in studio Monday the 12th twer- Woo I'll be in studio Monday the 4th For the next episode Of yep. the United Way, The Alexander Butner episode um, And On that note Remember, Alexander Bonner has more Premier League medals than Stephen Gerrard. And, uh, we'll see you next
0: week. <laughs> see you next week, pal. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the GoLoud app.